no beer this week. Just wow. some good old apple cider. You've changed. Mostly because went to trivia last night with Parker and Haley. And if I have four craft beers now, that's a half a day's worth of a headache. So oh God. fun, fun times. Web.com podcast. And boy, am I glad that we waited until this fine Wednesday afternoon to record this podcast because, in addition to all of the fun stuff that happened this week, a lot of numbers now coming in, teams in interesting positions, all of that stuff we're going to talk about today. But we also just had quite a little trade come through, and uh, we're going to talk about that here shortly. But to do that, I have Caleb. Yo, yo, yo. And I don't have Frazier. I have the current number two team by all the metrics in web. That is the leader of the insulin pens, Papoose. I am here and ready to have a day. We're going to have a day. You're going to have an opportunity as the number two team in the league to maybe do a little venting. Because that's where where we're at in web. I I have a feeling that I'm going to make people upset because I feel like I'm in that position where I score 200 plus points both games and I'm not happy about it. (laughs) Yeah. So you're ready to piss a lot of people off, Papoose. I know you're always ready to do that. I can, um, I can bear that weight on my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. You've been there a time or two before. But um, all right. Well, the trade that I'm referencing here, we're going to obviously we got a lot of stories to talk about this week, one of them being a certain Pac-5 team that's 2-0. and uh, But before we get to that game, he, he makes us come into the conversation here a little bit early because we got to talk about this trade that literally just came through. But not just any trade. Bringing back Chris Godwin to the Rebel Alliance. We have, it's been too long, and the reunion is happening in WebEx. Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson returning to the Rebel Alliance here in week two. Big trade for the Rebels. Yeah, it's wild to see. Um, quite the bombshell. You never know what you're going to see when uh, that web trade pending comes up and I was not expecting a Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson package, especially going to Josh, too, who, riding this momentum, has decided pretty much to throw in his hat into the ring. Uh, a team that in the preseason pod we were a little lower on, kind of criticized his receivers. Well, you go get Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, and all of a sudden this team's looking really good. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I was telling Mingo before this, I was actually um, doing some chats with Josh today about him sending me talent. And in four hours, he went from 2-0, and not feeling great because the team's the top two. Screw it. I'm just going to go full send. Man, we've seen him do this before. 
And I, I, every time I come on here and I say, I respect the hell out of it and maybe no year more than this, because a it's WebEx. There's the allure. This is a former champion. Like he's, he's going for it here. Um, but also we have the absolute most insane scenario in the pack five possible right now, essentially like with the rebels and herb your enthusiasm starting two and oh, that has created the most chaotic situation that the pack five could have possibly had at this point. Cause these were the two teams where we were like, well, you know, there's pieces here. If things break, right. Well, suddenly now both of them are feeling that momentum that you referenced, Caleb. And now this is when things start to get weird. So just, just got a hell of a lot weirder in the pack five and in the league in general with that, with that one trade and uh, Parker, obviously on the other side of things here, Owen two, and we're going to talk about all this into the games here, but very different situation for him. He ships Joey Bosa and now two premier offensive pieces. So the, the blow up has begun for the fresh Prince. Yeah. Now he's got three first next year. He's got two first and 24. So, uh, we were wondering how long he'd drag it on until he decides what to, how much to mail in. It didn't take very long. So, yeah, now, like you said, the Pack 5 is just, like, completely sort of shifted. Like, well, point scoring is still what we expected, but, you know, me, Dave, and Tim all at 1-1 one and one behind Riley and Josh, which no one would have predicted going into the season. So, yeah, it's just ultimate chaos. Pack 5 schedule is going to be very difficult um going forward this season yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna be a grind <laughs> I, it's gonna be sick it's gonna uh, be awesome. big five got a lot easier today and i do not hate to see that so um all right well let's let's just jump into it i got a few more points here but i think they'll they'll come up along the way because already here week two we're seeing these larger narratives manifesting here in WebEx and teams that are, you know, in these interesting positions already. Um, so let's start with game of the week. It was a close, close uh, poll this week, but it was the money makers and the keel pros. That was your game of the week. So two teams, obviously that met in the wild card game last year, playoff aspirations for each of these teams. Once again, this year and Man, this was a weird, weird game, and I'm I'm starting to feel like this this money makers David Wilson Batman parallel arc is is a real thing because how how uh, similar was this type of a win for the money makers to the David Wilson Batman wins that were like in his last playoff season the scrappy the scrappy fight it out wins that's where we're at. Yeah, it was it was a close one. It was a dogfight for a lot of Sunday, and then uh, Sunday night football happened, and that kind of pulled it away for you. Um, there was a last-ditch effort from Josh Allen. Uh, he, he's really taken this team as far as he can, but some struggles elsewhere made it difficult to complete the comeback. So, yeah, unfortunate loss for me, but, I mean, I don't know. It's not really the performances either of us were really looking for. Hey, wins a win though. Yeah, wins a win for the money makers, but it's interesting, right? You say it's not really the performances that either of us wanted, but I think that brings up a scenario that 
Papoose and I talked about this weekend where it's almost as though the the benchmark of success has been completely transformed by the pirate crew, right? Because you score 100, even now, I mean, 180 points is about the average. If we call that an average week now, kind of the, the what used to be like 150, 160-ish, whatever, um, usually you're pretty okay with that. Um, and if you're scoring 190, I mean, you're, you should be feeling pretty good. But at the same time, I see a 190 here from the money makers and I'm like, well, eh, it's not great. Could have been, could have been a lot better, but that's because the fucking pirate crew is scoring 50 points more than that every week. So, you know, what is a good week nowadays? I don't really know because the, <laughs> all we know is getting fucked up by the pirates. Yeah. Great demoralizing it, feeling. It, yeah, firsthand <laughs> experience over there. Uh, at this point, now, yeah, with him scoring like 230, 240 a game, I feel like I at least need to get to like the 200-point threshold to, to where I can feel like, yeah, I, yep. can, I can hang in there with Dan. You know, a 180 week is not going to – I'm not going to be able to compete with a top team like that. Yeah, I know. That, uh, that's – it's it's messed up. And uh, but the what she said, Kayla, before is, I mean, I was not feeling good about this game at all. Early half of Sunday, I'm sitting there like, damn, my guys are not doing anything. Took a bit of a late surge from my wide receiver group. All three of them got uh, touchdowns later in the day or later in the games. Uh, Drake London, I mean, break. You can call it a breakout performance, I guess. Big game from him. Uh, week two here, so that was huge. Um, and then, yeah, the the Aaron Jones kind of sealing it on Sunday, but then Delvin Cook does nothing. Josh Allen scores 38, and I'm sitting there sweating it out yet on a Monday night. So it was just a, it's a weird game overall. But, yeah, like uh, Papu said, wins a win for the moneymakers, 2-0. and Yeah, Drake London, obviously, off to a great start. That's going to help. There may be some depth questions at receiver. That's kind of helped that with Robert Woods not really doing anything. Um, so, yeah, your team, I mean, still looking good. Obviously, I don't know. Delvin hasn't had the greatest start, but I don't know if that's just a blip on the radar. They got Detroit next week, so probably a bounce-back performance coming there. I don't want to hear bad mouth about Detroit. It's <laughs> bad mouth. You can score <laughs> points. You can score points on Detroit, but – they're scrappy. They're fun games to watch now. Um, Papoose's Detroit Lions. Yeah, apparently. Love it. Love <laughs> um, it. Yeah, on my side, I don't know. I These injuries, I still haven't like seen the full potential of this team, I feel like. Like with Kittle out, not having Keenan, and then the DBs I had try to fill in uh, didn't really work out. So we're still trying to figure out this lineup with the injuries. Um, got a matchup with Colin this week, so hopefully can sort of sort those things out. I just, yeah, I just want to try and get back closer to a hundred percent and then get back to that 200 point threshold. Well, hopefully. And, and listen here, this is what we're saying because you're sitting here. It sounds like you're kind of moping. Maybe you were thinking about <laughs> crying a little bit. I'm not sure, but you're the fourth scoring team in the league right now. <laughs> so you talk about, you know, potential and, you know, you've had these, you now you have these injuries, obviously that plays a role in this game. And we, we knew that going in, um, 
And at the same time, I mean, through two weeks, 188.9 points per game, fourth scoring team, fourth war plus team. It's it's a good start. It's one and one. The pack five, obviously, we said crazy, but one and one. It's a, it's a good start. Hey, get yeah, a, I guess. Get a little more production on your linebackers, your defense, and it's a different story for you, buddy. Defensive yeah, line did its part. I'm defensive line hard carried your defense this week. <laughs> Big time. It was pretty gross across the board behind that. Yeah, I guess I get I set too high of expectations after last year with how the team was running. I was getting used to that, and now I'm back to this for now. But yeah, I guess I shouldn't get too worked up over you know one on one start. High expectations in web. What are you talking about? Yeah, I love how we're real. already doing therapy sessions on the podcast. It's two. <laughs> it's week yeah, two. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like that has that has something to do with the be... with the guy on top right now. We're going to talk about yeah. him later. Um. All right. Well, nice game there. Nice little interconference matchup. Um. But the the runner up to the to the game of the week poll was one that. Ultimately, I I mean, the implications coming out of this game are pretty significant. We already, I mean, we already talked about it. It it caused the Rebel Alliance to go out and make a significant investment into the offense. Um, That was the Rebels and the Milkers because these were two teams where the Milkers have these high expectations. There's an opportunity in the big five to you know, seize control as Parker, you know, taking a step back here. The moneymaker's not exactly looking like the most fearsome team right now. Um, But then you just get the Rebel Alliance, man, who just doesn't ever want to go away. And in this game, it was the ultimate chaos scenario where we get Rebels going to 2-0, and picking up a huge interconference victory over the Milkers here, and now it's who knows what the future holds for this team. Yeah, this felt like a game where these are two somewhat playoff aspiration teams. Um, oh, definite playoff aspiration teams, I should say. But this was like the game between pretty closely ranked and going two and over one on one. Obviously, it's early. I think it was a good statement win for Josh, and you show you showed how he responded to it by making that big trade. So. Um, yeah, for Josh, I mean, Lamar scoring almost 50 was insane. That was a crazy game. DeAndre That was Swift. 47% of his offensive scoring this week. Lamar Jackson, yeah. 47%. Well, when you, get a, when you get a goose egg out of Albert O, and, you know, four <laughs> points out of Chase Edmonds, four to Tyler Boyd, that makes sense. Um, Swift, five for 56 on the ground. He looks great. Jacoby Myers doing stuff. You add Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson into the mix. Um, with the running back production he's getting from Fournette, is getting a full workload. Um, Miles Sanders didn't crack the lineup, but he got 17 carries. Corderell on the bench, too. So all of a sudden, this is kind of a, I mean, it's a deep at running back. Wide receivers are a lot better. Defense is solid. Max Crosby had a good week. Tremaine Edmonds is playing well. Winfield, another great week. And the return of Daniel Hunter with a sack. So, um, yeah, this was huge for Josh and, you know, obviously propelled him to make that move. And, It'll be interesting to see how he, he follows up with this win as he moves forward this season in a big – who does he play this week? Is it you? It yes, is. it's the Moneymakers. So that's another – that's a clash of 2-0 teams looking – Yep. I mean, you go 3-0 and beat another playoff aspiration team, that even helps your odds moving forward. I, I love Scrappy Josh because he just does things that 
seems so weird on paper, and I love it. And it just seems to work out for him sometimes. Might I mean he won the championship being scrappy as hell. I mean that's so. Here's my here's my philosophy on this so far this year. There's two ways of thinking about it. Either you say to yourself, the pirate crew is so good that I don't even want to put my name in the hat. Or you say, the pirate crew is so good, but there's four other spots available, so fuck it. Because all it takes is a one bad week. So for Josh, I mean... The roster, like you said, Caleb, I mean, we were talking about it last week. Like, maybe there's a little bit more here than we thought. And if DeAndre Swift takes that next step and becomes that premier, you know, top five dynasty running back, which it seems like he may be doing this year already, uh, he's got Fournette, he's got this deep running back room. I mean, Cam Akers was benched this week, statement benching. It doesn't even matter at this point because he's got enough guys to cover. And now the wide receiver group, which was the area that we had the most, you know, negative energy about, negative thoughts, suddenly it looks completely different. And Lamar Jackson is playing like Web Factor Lamar. So why not, Josh? That's what I'm saying right now. Why not the Rebel Alliance? It is. Yeah, it's the whole Dan factor just makes it, <laughs> make it it's really... It's a dark cloud <laughs> that's hanging over everything. It's like it's so He's like more hard. like... What's the guy from yeah. Lord of the Rings? Sauron. It's like, okay, oh, let's, man. let's go to Mordor and kick his ass. Scrappy yeah, little why, hobbit like Josh's team. That's why it put me where... Yeah, yeah Josh, the hobbit. He's Frodo. Josh is Frodo. Um, <laughs> uh, we know how that one ended, too. So Right, um, right. But that's what, sort of what I was thinking. Like, I've had some inbox offers about like DBs and stuff, and it's like... Is it worth really, you know, dilly dallying these thirds away? And I don't know. It it's gonna be. It's only two weeks, so I don't want. I don't want to go too crazy because you know some teams have fallen off. Some teams in the in the future have fallen off, and I don't know. It it's a it's a very bold decision from Josh, and it's awesome, and it's gonna make things really interesting moving forward. Yeah, yeah that's 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 it. That's it's a, he throws his hat in. He's in now. And in four weeks, we're going to know a lot more about what this team's future is. But I can tell you this. Numbers two through five in War Plus ranks right now are all those Pac-5 teams. Jeez. It's day, it's uh, it's the Pens, it's Dirty Dave, it's the Keel Pros, and it's the Rebels. That's two, three, three, four, and five in War Plus right now behind the Pirate Crew. So the big five is there. We're just sitting back right now. Like Money Makers are are sixth, but we're eighth in in points. Like it's it's just been a weird year on that side. And Pack Five's making it interesting. But speaking of the big five, the team that lost this week, I mean, he's dealing with some injuries. The Milkers, obviously, we talked about it last week. Huge losses in the lineup. Uh, with Dak and TJ Watt, um, and he stumbled this week in sort of the wake of those uh, of those injuries, but it wasn't necessarily because of them. Because Carson Wentz, in the return, you know, the face of the franchise here, thirty-two points. It's Justin Jefferson and Jonathan Taylor this week, fourteen point six points collectively, and that's going to be a recipe for a bad week for the Milkers. Yeah, we talked about 
the three players, JT, Justin Jefferson, and TJ Watt, and how important they were to this team. Loses TJ Watt last week and then this week, just six points from Taylor and seven from Jefferson. So, I mean, if you get the normal performances out of JT and Jefferson, and if you, that might have been enough to take this one, and if you had TJ Watt still available, uh, this could have been a, a victory for the Milkers. And now it puts them in a spot where, I mean, it's just so tough without TJ Watt. But in a big five conference that has obviously gotten a lot softer, um, I don't want to, we're not going to write the Milkers off. Carson Wentz is the number four scoring quarterback in Webb right now from Wentz. He came, the old namesake coming Man. through. So that's, that's great to see for, uh, even with that out, Wentz for some reason is reclaiming old form. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have much to add. JT and Justin Jefferson are going to carry this team while TJ and Dak are out. I mean, it's cool. Carson Wentz scored almost 33, but you can't really expect he's going to do that consistently um this is going to keep coming up all year long his big five schedule is the weakest it's the weakest one essentially of all of the of all of the top contending teams in the big five i mean he's got the two games with colin the two games with carter suddenly that game with parker gets a lot more winnable he only has Two games, three games essentially in the conference slate where he might be considered the underdog, and that might be flexible considering how the moneymaker season goes. So, whatever happens here in this tough Pac 5 interconference start to the year, there's a lot of hope for the milkers ahead. And if these guys get healthy, I mean, it looks like TJ Watt's coming back and Dak's coming back. So, I don't know. It's Deion Jones, too, in the pipeline. Right. So, there, I mean, there's a lot of talent coming back here. I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go too far in either direction in week two where it's just like, oh, this, this, this is a huge loss derails a season or like, oh, he's completely fine. But like kind of that's where we are with the milkers where you have to start thinking like, well, this season is actually going to be a lot different in the big five than what he's used to seeing. Also, uh, looking at his defense, I think it's just interesting at linebacker, um, Fred Warner, has had a really bad start to the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Six points in week one, three in week two. He's always sort of been a weird one because he's such a good player. Um, but if he doesn't rack up tackles, he's kind of he's kind of quiet. And I noticed on his practice squad, like how long is going to be till Divine Diablo gets like onto the roster or into the starting lineup? I mean, he's getting full time snaps now with the Raiders. He had 15 tackles last week. I mean. This is a guy that could probably be starting on a lot of teams, and he's well, still on the practice squad. I'll so. tell you something right now. He's going to be in the lineup next week because after people hear you say that, there's going to be a rush to put in a few third offers right. over in that direction. I was, while you guys were talking about before, I was looking to see if I had any thirds and if I wanted to do it. <laughs> well, not only that, I mean, he's, he must have the most talented practice squad in the league because Jaquan Brisker, Brisker yep. had 10 tackles last week too. So, I mean... Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if like a dynasty team swoops in for one of these two guys, maybe a brisker yeah. I could see, or just he's, I mean, he's got to act. He's got two empty roster spots, so there's that. But. It's a DB factory, and we've seen the the dynasty team go in on these IDPs before on the practice squad. But yeah, I know. It, it, I'm glad you brought up the defense because to close things for the milkers this week, 
the the loss of TJ Watt resulted in a what uh, in a one D WIB this week, fifty point two five, second lowest score of the week on defense. So that we know we knew that's a hole. We knew that's a, a, a you know a weakness of this team. Take out TJ Watt, you see what it looks like. So maybe those guys step in and help though. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about we just talk about the team that we've talked about probably 12 times already and we haven't <laughs> even gotten to his game yet. Uh, <laughs> he's kind of running the show right now, but uh, that's nothing new because this is exactly what we were doing last year in week two, and we're going to have to do it all over again probably through the whole season. Pirate crew, David Wilson, Batman. So this is the second time in franchise history that uh, Dan, the pirate crew, or you know Jimmy Crack Corn, whatever else was in there, Tim's biggest rival, started the season with two weak highs, uh, and that's not. There's only been three instances before, uh, including this one, where that has happened. So, uh, even amongst all of the dominant years that Dan has had, starting this one with two weak highs isn't necessarily uh, something to overlook. And right now, he's outscoring the number two team, which is the uh, the guy sitting here on this panel, Papoose and the Insulin Pens, by 26 points per game. So you're talking about a different level. You're talking about a guy who's not even playing in the same stratosphere as the rest of the league, uh, and he's just doing exactly what we all were afraid he was going to do. Like I made, yeah. I, I don't know if I text you or I tweet. I don't know where I put it, but he has all these points. Derrick Henry has like 16 points, and DK has like 11 on the season. And yeah. here's Dan scoring. Averaging almost 240. It's, it's so gross. It's it's disturbing. We I mean, <laughs> There was some conversation in the chat this week. I mean, the two big additions, Diggs and Chubb, combined for 68 alone. Like, that is an absurd number. Tyreek Hill also had 37. So he's doing fine outside of Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, I mean, uh, quiet weeks out of Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon under 10. So if you get like a normal Mixon Henry week, uh, it's just across the board. It it's just tough to really poke holes in anything. The bench had a great week, so I don't know. It's we make took out much better when I beat him. <laughs> a good luck to you, man. <laughs> good luck to you. Uh, we took out kickers, right? That changes the offensive scoring dynamics. When you look back through history, I mean, say what you will about kickers, but it's it drops the offensive scores a little bit. This is the 10th highest scoring offensive week of all time, and you're talking about guys who didn't even show up for it. Derrick Henry, MVP, former MVP candidate, Joe Mixon, DK Metcalf. These guys aren't even showing up. And he's got the 10th highest scoring offense of all time in this week. Uh, and the offense in general this season, it is outscoring the number two team in the league 
which is not the Pens. Number two offense right now is the boys. By 50, or sorry, 44 points per game. What? 154.3 through two weeks on the offense. Next highest is 110.5. So, and, and again, we're talking about guys that aren't even playing up to their levels yet. I mean, <laughs> there is an entire untapped area of this offense that is currently not even like remotely. It, it's not even like he's not even trying and he's, he's scoring points at a level that we've never seen before. It's I, I have no words for that. And the, you want to know the other scary thing here? This defense, we talk about it being the, the ultimate differentiator, and he's got this elite advantage every single week on the defensive side. So far this year, he's sixth in defensive scoring. It's another untapped area. He's not even, the defense hasn't even lived up to it yet. Shaq Leonard's not even playing yet. His and replacement, though, is, well, yeah, is he's playing. Getting, He's getting he's getting some numbers from other guys, but even then, it's like the defense so far this year, eighty three point nine, as opposed to the ninety four he scored last year. So there's ten points there. There's room for improvement on the offense. You're talking about a team that in a you know in in a different universe here, he's averaging two hundred and fifty points per game. He's right now it's two thirty eight. So I mean, good luck. That's why I'm like I'm not even gonna you know. Kudos to anybody that wants to throw their change into the pile here to try to get in on this action, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, <laughs> any point in the season, if you want to help me out, you know, my my door, my phone's always on. <laughs> Trade yeah, deadline at, might get a little interesting, it. but yeah, it's like, is there any moves he would make to improve the defense at the deadline, or like, could he maybe? I mean, it's tough if he could deal out. So, like obviously he's going for it this year, but you could maybe deal out some depth and get future picks to keep. He still has a first. Or... He still has Sons a first. Twenty-five. Oh, he's got a twenty-five. But yeah, it's still that... there. It exists. It can't help him. But that is the only bright spot. Is he has no picks besides fourths the next two years. Fun. It's fun. Let's talk about something fun. Okay. Well, let's, I mean, we just gave our whole spiel here. I mean, we're already like waving the white flag on the season in week two. I think we did the same damn thing last year. Um, we were right about that at that point, but, um, yeah, just crazy, crazy, crazy there, start here. Are there any stats on how much better he is this year than last year? Start. Uh, well, so last year is kind of makes it different. Right. So, I mean, that's the funny part here. So technically through two weeks, he's actually scoring less than he did last year. Um, but like I said, there's all these areas on the team where there's points to be had and he's even then, even by it's 10 points less last year through two weeks, 248.75. In the first two games, he had the 274 in week one. Uh, this year's consistency, 235, 240, and he's still ahead of the rest of the league by 40 points. Yeah. Or by, by 20 points. So That's a big thing where we're not even, like, Tim's the only team that scored 220-plus 
so far through two weeks, and that was a 221 and a loss to him. Um, so we're not quite even having a chance in that. I feel like last year we might have been a little closer. We had, yeah, a few 220-point performances out of teams. But, yeah. We'll I mean, the war, his, his war plus right now is almost 14, That's which is good. a perfect war plus. <laughs> so it's 13.96. I don't know. Just insane. How about Frazier, Steve? Yeah. How about (laughs) David Wilson, Batman? Um, He said he wanted to get weird, or he said he was going to get weird if he beat Dan. Just kind of speaking that out into the universe. Obviously, that's easier or harder. It's hard to do that. That's what I'm trying to say. So David Wilson, Batman falls this week. Um, but one thing I wanted to point out, one major, major highlight from this game for David Wilson, Batman, Rashad Bateman is an absolute freak and Papoose. I just really, <laughs> I just hey, really want you to go back in time and, and give him to me as a throw in at the, I mean, at the time I thought I was getting Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams. So it's, I am, I'm, 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 I'm my mind is clear on the matter. <laughs> it's crazy. It, there's at least one. I mean, it's pretty much just been one catch both weeks where all of a sudden we cut to the Ravens. Lamar just fucking chucks it and Bates, Bateman's streaking down the field. So he only has six catches through two games, but obviously he's been very efficient. And if he can uh, get a little more consistent, more targets, more catches, uh, Bateman's already looking pretty sick. And another guy who's looking good, Christian Kirk. Yes, uh, we didn't yeah. we didn't talk about yep. Mingo's team, but Lawrence looked better, and Kirk's really been the guy who's opened up their offense there and the main target. Um, Fourteen points week one, twenty two in week two. So um, all of a sudden, this receiving core still Kirk only twenty five years old, a really nice young group of, of playmakers. I mean the the boom potential with these names like Jamar, DJ Moore, Bateman, Kirk, like they can go to the house when they feel like it. So. That's already a scary looking receiving core he's got there in uh, Fraser Land. It's pretty great. I'm I'm really happy that Christian Kirk is good after he massacred the wide receiver market this this <laughs> offseason. I'm glad I'm glad he's performing well. That's the thing, man. People just hated on it because it was such a big deal. But it's like Christian Kirk was a good player. It's not like he wasn't a good player. It's just that right, he right. got paid an obscene amount for the type of player that he was. He's a good player, and yeah, that was a nice pickup for Dave Wilson, Batman. Wide receiver group, like you said, Caleb, looking great. Running backs, Rashad Penny is going to score like this every week. Then you're talking about a really, really rough uh, running back room. Uh, We already knew with J.D. McKissick uh, slotting in at the number two spot that it wasn't going to be great, but Rashad Penny, uh, you know, what was it like six, 16 yards or something this week? So, yeah. and with Kenneth Walker, uh, second round pick getting healthy, I don't know how much better it's going to get for Penny. So, he's going to have to be banking on those 23 first. He's got Josh's and his own. Um, if he can get some running back help, uh, help on this team, it's looking a lot better. But if he can't get that production, I'm it's going to be really hard to roll out. <laughs> 
uh, these guys next I mean, season. So. He, he's 0-2, and, and he's got his own pick. So technically, he's in the Bijan oh, race right now. Yep, blow for Bijan. Blow for Bijan, that's right. All right. Um, moving on, then. <laughs> it's time, baby. He's not the Pirate crew, but he is the number two team in Webb, which makes him the number one team in the Pac-5. That is... The insulin pens, and you're taking on the dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> you're taking on the dynasty team this week that had a pretty scrappy week. I mean, we're talking about Tua here in a second, but I think a, f- a former iteration of this team might have might have dropped a game like this. But the insulin pens have proven through two weeks that they are legitimate. Back to back, two hundred plus point performances to start the season and you picked up win number one this week yeah there there was a little glimmer on sunday where i was getting a little i was getting a little bit nervous and i kind of had to remember that i'm not the team i used to be and i can handle these kinds of things i have the possibility to to spread it out a little bit and that's what happened yeah i mean really came down to one of your a few of your draft picks um from what was it a year ago Last year, uh, Amon, baby boys. Yeah, Amon Ross, St. Brown, 34 points, oh. and Micah Parsons, 22 points. So, I guess I'll ask, how does it feel to have those homegrown talents come through for you? It and feels like legit studs. So good. I was all day Monday at work. I was riding high about Amon Ross. <laughs> I was like, I fucking nailed it. I love this. This is great. It made me so happy. Got the pirate crew stamp of approval this weekend. Amon Ra, legit talent. But I mean, everybody, nobody knew, man. Nobody knew what to expect. I mean, you were, you know, you never had a doubt in your mind. You I, I liked him because he was a, he was one of those guys who did everything well, but he wasn't really great at anything. And he was going to Detroit with Dan Campbell, who everybody knows I love him almost as much as I love Andy Reid. And I was just kind of banking on the whole grit factor, and it it seemed to have has been have been paying off. Yeah, he's I mean, he's real. Did what he did last year with Hawkins and Swift out. They're back. I mean, Swift's been a little dinged up, but he's still getting he had twelve targets back to back weeks. I guess mm-hmm. the only thing the Amon Ra haters can uh, say is you know what happens when Jameson gets there or something. But I think he's kind of proved his case. Um, looking at some other receivers. Mike Evans <laughs> uh, suspended for a game. <laughs> um, actually, it was kind of a down week for your star receivers. Devontae only had two catches, one of them being a touchdown, and then CD um, obviously has the nickname Sucks. So where are you at? <laughs> <for? laughs> hey, I'm proud for Evans, for for young Michael, to for sticking up for his quarterback this week. We will wear that suspension with pride. Um. But CD sucks before he got the end of the game. He must have gotten fed at the end of the game because I remember he had like two points and I hated him so much for it. And, I mean, Devontae's not in Green Bay. He's in Vegas. Now he's going to have these games. Yeah. CD, I mean, the final stat line is not bad, but it's been a little interesting. And you need him to step up a bit. But uh, how about... Kyle Pitts. 
Would you like to? Would you like to speak on uh, Jared Cook with a marketing team? I despise Arthur Smith with a passion. To get in front of a mic and say we're trying to win real football games, not fantasy games. Well, you know what's going to help you win real football games? Having the guy with arguably the most talent on your offense touch the damn football. That might win you some games, buddy. Why don't you try it out? So that begs the question. That begs the question. If Arthur Smith says, we're just trying to win games, doesn't that then imply that getting Kyle Pitts the ball does not help them win games? Isn't that a bit of an indictment on the player himself? I watched several red zone possessions where they had Kyle Pitts blocking. That's on coaches. (laughs) Why are you... Why? Why are you having that guy block? I don't know. I think you should trade him to oh. me. <laughs> Falcons Falcons Reddit was kind of in the same boat. They were literally asking why is he and a Reddit reliable source. Why why is he blocking? I yeah. It's it's puzzling. It is puzzling. It's you know, you like to joke about it, but it's I mean it's pretty weird. Like you think he after coming off of a thousand yard season, you'd think he'd you know you get this guy the ball a little bit, but especially with Drake London, everybody thought, you know, nobody knew what Drake London was going to be. So you had to figure that Pitts was going to be blanketed. And I've got, I don't know, maybe, maybe Pitts is being blanketed and that's helping London out, but maybe with London being good, it's now going to hopefully even out. I, I don't know. I'm just going to ride it. I'm not going to cave. Yeah. I mean, he's still just 21 years old coming off a thousand yard season. So I don't think, any reason to panic press the panic button Button. press it (laughs) hammering it right now i've got one last question um quarterbacks for this team you go out you acquire tom brady you poo poo kyler murray all off season and uh he starts this week has a good week and and he's also nicknamed trash i noticed (laughs) um he he had like the cd phenomenon where he was pretty trash until like halfway through the fourth quarter yeah, well, he was the only reason they came back and won that game, I think. I mean, he's got moldy A.J. Green running around, no nuke, no Rondale, and he's having to fire to the Dorch, man. Um, but you've also got Jalen Hurts, who had, I mean, an unbelievable game against the Vikings, and he's he's looking legit. I'm ready to say I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. So what's Start your pl- plan? Yeah, I was going to say, what's your plan going forward with these quarterbacks? Uh, Jalen Hurts will starting this week. I'm giving him all a week. <laughs> just a quarterback we're, rotation. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to play it as we go, I guess. I mean, I really don't know what else to do. I'm going to play some matchups and hope for the best. It's a good problem to have, but it's a tricky problem to have as well. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, man, that's that's crazy. I, I'm, I'm in the same boat, Caleb. I am, I'm going to stand here today and say... You don't know anything about quarterbacks because you thought <laughs> Dak Prescott was shit and Jalen Hurts was worse. And look at what's happened. So, um, all right. Also, just wanted to note here: the number one defense in the league belongs to the Insulin Pens. They are the only team right now scoring above a hundred points per game on the defense. So this 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 Titanic thing that you built up uh, has. The, the skeleton was there, and uh, it, it's working out for you thus far. 
saw a tweet say Micah Parsons has more pass rush wins than like seven NFL teams do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Packer, Packers have nine wins. Micah Parsons has 15. Speaking of quarterbacks hold on a second. are shockingly good. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice transitions. Why is the Davis dynasty Mills? team. Is that real? Did I see that David Davis Mills is in the lineup this week over Tua? Yeah, I just clicked on it. It says Davis Mills, and I was really confused. All right. Is it because he's playing Buffalo? Tua's playing Buffalo. But. It's Colin playing matchups. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, my guy. What are we doing here? Do I got to break out the tanking rules? Yeah. We, we're going to break out the tanking rules on this one and then watch 2-0 score six and Davis Mills will have 58. And, Colin will look like yeah. a genius. But Tua, how about that, baby? I mean, is this real? Is this everybody on Twitter is like fake, fake Tua, blah, 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 bullshit game, blah. It's like, okay, everybody just wants to find a reason to shit on everybody else. So tell me that the six touchdown, 490 yard performance could be a sign of growth for Tua. You left out a a three touchdown comeback too. That too. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. I, I was quite the comeback for Tua and the Dolphins. Um, I mean, the Ravens, I think they were dealing with some injuries at the corner spots. Their guys weren't 100% healthy. And when you got the speed of Waddle and Tyreek out there, having less than healthy cornerbacks is not ideal. But credit to Tua, he made the throws he needed to and scored, again, almost 50. I mean, him and Lamar had, like, the same point outage. Um Before I overreact, I think we're going to see what happens in Buffalo week three with Miami, which is all of a sudden a very tasty matchup. If he can, you know, repeat, have a multi-touchdown game uh, and look good, then I'm ready to ready to hop on the the two and on. (laughs) Two and on. Yeah, if he comes Uh, out with a couple of TDs and like 250 yards against the Bills, I'm on board. Yeah, hell yeah, that's a great week against the Bills. Those wide receivers are. Fucking electric. We're going to talk about one of them later, but that is a lethal combination. Um, Defense for the Dynasty team. Storybook start to the year. We're back down to earth. We're just, it's just another, you know, you thought you're living a fairy tale here with the, with the uh, 11 web D web. And now we're back to 58.75. So, you know, everybody has their weeks, but. Greg Russo, though, his taxes yeah, 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 yeah. at another sack. And About to add Divine Diablo into this lineup yeah, next week. No kidding. Andrew You're forced Rick. to be reckoned with. Um, <laughs> I mean, looking at these receivers, is a pretty solid week, too, for some young guys. Devonta Smith, after I call them Darnell Mooney Light. I guess maybe it should be the other way around. Darnell Mooney is Devonta Smith I support that. Um Josh Palmer, the, the one of his favorites, scored a touchdown. And Jahan Dotson. Yep. continues to produce um so a great week from the receivers and Brees, seven carries for 50 yards had a touchdown so offense looking a lot more promising even though the defense kind of came back down to earth yep. um raheem mostert seems to be getting more carries so maybe that's something he could pawn off to somebody at some point yeah maybe someone will trade up first for him <laughs> hey i have one so don't tempt me <laughs> Uh, going to go for 110 fuck. and two TDs against the Bills, and Mingo's going to be banging on Collins' door. He's going to break his fucking arm. Hey, that, uh, 
They don't all fail. That James Robinson deal looks pretty smart hey, right about yeah. now. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. All Let's right. Talk about James Robinson real quick. Let, well, no. on you. <laughs> Travis Etienne sucks. James Robinson's great. <laughs> That's all I had to say. You gotta rub salt in the. You beat this man. You beat this man, and now you gotta rub salt in the wound <laughs> like that. No one said that I had to be a good winner. Tim walked off the field after the win and was just fucking giving the finger to each <laughs> and he walks away. Like, that's what you fuck get, you, bitch. Colin. <laughs> oh, man. Someday. Someday the Dynasty team's gonna look back on all this and say, fuck you guys when his <laughs> offense is the best in the league and all that. Colin's gonna hear this part of the podcast and make the face that I've made it like over the last like three years of the podcast <laughs> just pissed, but, but they're right. Thinking about turning it off. Um, all right. Well, how about this one? Because we're on the fifth dock. We're on the fifth game on the docket here and dirty Dave and the boys. All right. So a little bit of a, you know, starts the season here. 179 with a loss gets a little, you know, he's a little rattled. He's a little shaken, uh, but never fear because we got the iteration of the boys that we expected to see going into this season this week. And that was a 213 point performance. It was the 10 whip this week. Uh, and suddenly this battle that is already forming between the pens and the boys is starting to materialize here, uh, already in, in week two, because this is a number two and number three teams in web right now. Yeah. Uh, Dave is, I mean, still, he's right up there. You said he was the second high-scoring offense in the league, albeit fairly far behind Dan. But, um, yeah, I mean, C- Cooper Cup, still really fucking good. On, yep. <laughs> on web MVP pace, MVP pace uh, 26 points in week one, 27 in week two. Nice connection with Stafford. A.J. Brown got a little dinged up last uh, this past week, but still came out and had 69 yards, so that's nice. Um, Darren Waller coming back being good. I didn't realize he actually started Taysom Hill in his flex, which is kind of wild. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. Yeah, that's real. I, I'm kind of shocked. So maybe that could be a statement about the depth of this team and maybe why uh, Breeze and Edelman were gone when he really when you're starting Taysom <laughs> Hill in meaningful games. Um, but otherwise, I think he'd be pretty happy with this team's performance. A lot of points across the defense. A pick for Jordan Poyer, horse fumble for Von Bell, um, and a pick for Kirksey. Really good week out of the defense. So that was the highest defensive total in boys' history. Yeah. Well, there it is. 99.75 outscored every week that he had last year. Um, he was, he was only over 90 once last year, all of the year. And it was in week 14. And so maybe some signs of life for the defense and that we said, we brought this up in the pre season, uh, that would be huge because we already know the offense is stacked and loaded and has been, but he needs to see the defense rebound. Yeah. As the team that I talk a lot of trash to, um, seeing now that he's starting Taysom Hill is I'm even less afraid of this team. (laughs) I actually feel bad for this team. See, I like to think of it as like a flex, like a like a swagger start. Like I can flex Taysom Hill and still win, so still get Taysom the ten Hill, wib. 
is a like a true flex play. Like he really is. different positions. Like if you're gonna flex someone, Taysom Hill is the guy. But I mean, you look at the bench. Adam Thielen really slow start. You know that was always a guy you could sort of plug into this lineup. Uh, Tyler Lockett actually had a really good week, nine or seven for 107 yards. So I'm guessing we'll see more of him. Uh, Renfro got hurt, so and yeah, re- still really surprising to see Taysom Hill in the lineup even over those guys. Honestly, very very strange, but it worked out, I guess, for yeah. for the boys this week. And that part of that had to do with uh, playing against the Fresh Prince because it wouldn't have taken a ten wib to beat the Fresh Prince this week. Uh, we mentioned, you know, he drops one last week, 163, and he kind of immediately takes the opportunity. We we asked the question, how long is it going to take to see the the Fresh Prince sort of start to just blow it up, basically? Uh, and it, it took one game. It took one week. He shipped Joey Bosa right ahead of the Thursday matchup last week. Uh, and then comes out 164 this week and then immediately sends those two receivers. So, uh, you know, this is the 11th scoring team through two weeks. He's 0-2, and, and it's only going to, you know, get worse from here. But he has now sufficiently loaded up on picks, and it's the first time, man. It's the first time that this team has started 0-2 since 2013. We've officially come full circle on the Parker dynasty era of in the first 10 years of web. He's back to the position that he was in uh, when he was able to select Mike Evans, uh, a number two overall and start a new era for the team. Maybe we see a similar uh, thing happen with next year's draft. Yeah, I mean, his three picks are probably gonna be late picks, but if this draft class is as hyped as it be, it won't, uh, doesn't seem like it'll make much of a difference. Amen. Yeah. It's kind of weird to see this team not, you know, competing. It's kind of what we've come accustomed to over the years. And now, finally, you know, going towards a rebuild. So, still, you know, you got Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's been off to a good start, possible piece that could be moved. Devin White hit the block, which could be a big ticket item. Um, outside of that, this team has lost a lot of value, a lot of traded away, a lot of value. I mean, you got cornball Russell Wilson at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so let's we'll see what happens at the quarterback position. Corn, that is the perfect name. At, perfect name for him. I cannot stand him anymore. He is just he's awful. living meme. So sorry, I had to throw a jab at Terrible there. memes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, the generic Facebook memes. That is what Russell Wilson is as a person. The memes your 60 year old uncle shares. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, mailing it in this year, but with the picks he has, even though they're late, like Tim said, good draft class, probably. So, we'll see how we invest with those picks. And currently, the number three scoring defense in the league. So, the offense is getting dismantled, falling apart a little bit. Defense is still there. Pieces to accumulate, starting with Devin White, but there's other names there too for any uh, defensive needy teams right now. So, Devin White would be so cool on my team. Yeah, knock it off. You don't need any more guys. I know. Um, It'd be cool. No, no. (laughs) Trade me Micah Parsons, then you can trade for Devin White. You don't have enough anything in the world try me uh (laughs) all right 
last game of the week then and it's we're at the sixth game but still i mean we still are we have a situation here where we have a team that is two and all that is in the pack five <laughs> that we kind of said last week you know it's like are we are we believing in herb your enthusiasm after this the statement win week one 207.9 huge performance the offense looked great it was best case scenario for him and then michael Pittman gets hurt and suddenly we see the dichotomy of the herb your enthusiasm offense this sort of two-headed beast that uh, we were wondering, which side are we going to see this year? Well, it's either 109.6, like it was in week one, or it's 65.76, which was the lowest scoring offense of the week. And yet, even with that, he still manages a victory here because he was playing against Garrett Wilson Batman. So 2-0 is 2-0, and that's where Herb, your enthusiasm is at. Yeah, a win's a win, but this was kind of a car crash this week for Riley where he came out unscathed. But, uh, you know, Michael Pittman being out and Gabe Davis late injury kind of hurt the upside of this team. And then, you know, a lot of injuries this week. Jerry Judy gets dinged up. Justin Herbert also. Um, and Trey Lance now out for the season. So I think that sort of factors into it. But, I mean... I was with him actually for red zone and it, he was obviously very frustrated by um, the usage of Javante Williams, where every time he gets the ball, I mean, he averaged five yards to carry this week, six yards to carry last week, but he's just not getting as much work as you'd hope, especially when teams are ahead. So we still haven't seen Javante unlocked currently. I mean, he's still the number 14 running back in fantasy, but he's, we still haven't seen that, that breakthrough yet for him. Um, and same with AJ Dillon, you know, he was watching Aaron Jones just dance around the bears defense. AJ Dillon didn't do quite the same and really came right down to the end. I mean, if Carter would have started Mac Jones this week, he would have won, but Matt Ryan scored negative 1.2. So that ended up being the difference in this one could have been a shocking upset for Carter, but just wasn't able to get it done. Yeah. He He has so many like parts that just need to, live up to the name, I guess, is a way to look at it. And banking on that is tough week to week sometimes. Well, that's or, that's the thing. That's what the season's going to be. And we knew that. And last week was a really easy way to sit here and start to say, oh, well, maybe this is the year. Maybe these guys are all going to come uh, arrive this year. But like we kind of prefaced in the preseason, like maybe these guys are one year away. And again, He's 2-0, and oh, so this could have been a blip on the radar. He might come back next week, put up another strong performance. Michael Pittman returns to the lineup, and suddenly it turns from, you know, oh, maybe this isn't the team we thought to, wow, okay, he's 3-0, and oh, and it's it's looking maybe a little more real. But a uh, big reason for the why he was able to beat Carter this week anyway with the struggles that the offense had this is the number two scoring defense in web right now. And nobody would have expected that you got, you got Josh Allen and Devin Lloyd, the two Jags kind of leading the charge for this thing right now. He obviously picked up Devin Lloyd in the trade uh, and, and he, and he's looking great so far. So some of these young guys on the defense really showing up and that's, that's huge for him because that was a major question mark going into the year. 
Yeah, yeah, if you can if you can add a bring in a linebacker somehow and get Josh Allen back to the D line spot just for that flexibility, that defense becomes really good. Yeah, it's quick. weird. It's like this season it was more like the defense, like uh, what's he gonna do with it? But all of a sudden that's kind of been addressed and all these guys are looking really good. Um, Josh Allen obviously had a massive week for him and he's got what Two sacks and two forced fumbles already through two games. So that's pretty good. How about Hutchinson? Oh, how can we not talk about Hutchinson? He wasn't in the lineup, but three sacks after no stats. Well, one tackle last week. That's obviously really big to see. Um, it's also interesting just looking at how the this sort of the deal with Carter, the Isaiah Simmons, Devin Lloyd trade. Obviously, Simmons made the play at the end of that game, but before that, I think he only had one tackle. So, a little salt in the wounds for uh, for Carter. And then I guess he took Thibodeau over Hutchinson, right? Um, yeah. Carter did. Yep. And to watch Hutchinson, obviously, he wasn't in the starting lineup, but three sacks for that while Thibodeau is on the men still a little bit. Um, a little salt in the wounds for Carter. He's got to hire some new scouts in that scouting department. Jury's out on Thibodeau. But, no, I get what you're saying, though. That's tough. The Devin Lloyd thing, that's really tough because, well, you know. Isaiah Simmons, DB eligibility. The guy he literally drafted and then yep. immediately traded away. And, yeah, like you said, like, this DB eligibility, like, was huge. It's like, oh, my gosh, he might have fleeced Riley, but just not getting on the field. So, it's weird. Yep. Um, well, the, the silver lining for Garrett Wilson Batman this week uh, you know, another week low here. We're starting the uh, the year with two week lows. We got the pirate crew on one end of the spectrum with the two week highs. Now we got this team at the two week lows. The first time a team has started with back to back week lows since 2015. That was the infamous Judy team that was uh, given to Caleb after week five because the team started with three week lows to start the year. Um, so been a while since we've seen that, but, uh, how about Garrett Wilson breakout party this week and Jalen Waddle, the man himself, I mean, two shining stars on a, on an otherwise disappointing week for this team. Let's put some respect on Curtis Samuel this year too. Yeah. Curtis Samuel having a good start to the year as well. So, I mean, these wide receivers, man, I mean, we, we know that that is the, the glimmer within this within this entire team as a whole, um, and they're showing up so far. I mean, to have the namesake go for over a hundred yards and two touchdowns in his second career game has to be awesome for Carter. Awesome, and Jalen Waddle on top of that, um, thirty-five points, following up a fifteen-point performance. Uh, maybe Garrett Wilson, Batman, sort of following the footsteps of David Wilson, Batman, with these young receivers that. We sort of talked about and now Waddle and Wilson already emerging. Curtis Samuel looking really good, and maybe uh, Ayuk starts to pick it up. He didn't have a bad week, and then if Kadarius can just get on the field, um, this receiving core is looking real tasty, and just needs to get some more picks. Try to try to figure out the running back room because it's, I mean, just about as bad as Frazier's. Amen. A. Men, and to put a little note of color on this, we've beefed up the Pirate crew. He's scoring 26 points per game, more than the number two team. Right now, Garrett Wilson, Batman, is nearly 40 points per game 
lower than the 11th scoring team. That is not good. <laughs> that is so good for you, Carter. Thank good for you. God, he has his own pick back and yeah. leading the Bijan race how, thus far. How low? How low does your WAR plus go? I thought you, I thought you said that Dan's 14 was a perfect. How low does your scale go? Uh, you know, I'm not a math wizard. I thought 14 was the max in either direction, but right now negative 14.23 for Garrett Wilson, Batman. So he might have, bro- he might've broken the scale. Honestly, <laughs> I respect that as a man who blow has blown teams up. I respect the hell of being that bad. <laughs> oh man. All right. That is week two. So as you can tell, I mean, lot going on already we'd love to really overreact and turn these games into huge moments in time but in many cases they are they we will be looking back on this rebels and milkers game and things like that when we're uh deeper into the season so every game matters here and we've got a few teams off to some really really nice starts so let's take a look now at the week three slate in the lightning round. And you know what? I was going to try to throw together a few makeshift lines this week just to spice it up, but uh, I'm not. This slate for week three, you might not even have to make lines. Like, there's some pretty close games that I'm looking at right now. All right. I'm I'm titillated. Let's jump into it. Uh, All right. In the big... Five Parker taking on the two and O Herb Your Enthusiasm. Fresh Prince and Herb Your Enthusiasm. On paper, man, looks like Herb Your Enthusiasm might be on the road to three and O. Agree. Yep. Yeah, it is on paper and it will come through. Obviously, you know, Riley dealing with injuries, but I guess that's the only way I would say this team doesn't win. If Pittman and Gabe Davis are still dinged up and Judy and Herbert, I mean, that that's the only way I see this team uh, faltering in week three and going to 3-0. Yeah, I mean, I say this after he's just scored 20 points, but a team starting Nelson Aguilar, I'm not betting on them. It's unanimous. I'm taking Riley as well. Three and O for Herb Your Enthusiasm to start the year. What a what a story that would be. Um, how about uh, the blow for Bijan? The early race here. We got Garrett the the, the Wilson Batman's meet for the first time. Uh, Garrett Wilson Batman, Dave Wilson Batman here this week, and uh, you know it's a, it's. It's a stinker, but it's fun. They're fighting for the number one pick. Who's uh, Which team's going to score more of their wide receivers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is pretty much the upside because I'm looking at the running back matchups. You know, Rashad Penny versus Devin Singletary and J.D. versus Rex Burkhead. Heavyweight fights. That's a that's a card you want to order up. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I think Raiders got a significant edge at quarterback as well. But Mac Jones is playing the Ravens that gave up a million yards to us. So um, this game could be close if if Carter's receivers continue to do what they did this past week. But I'm going to give it to Frazier. I think it'll be closer than than what it actually will be, I think. And just because if Burrow has a great game, Chase is probably going to have a great game. And I think that's going to be that difference maker. 
Listen, they're both 0-2, but these are not teams on the same level. Frazier, 172.6 points per game thus far. Gary Wilson, Batman, 125.8. You're talking about 50-point disparity. I was, I was just trying to be nice. I know what it's like to have your team suck every week, man. I was trying to hype my boy up. No. <laughs> See, that's... I'm, I'm picking David Wilson, Batman, damn it. All right. Uh, next up, we have... Ooh, here's a good one. Here we go. Here we go. We're getting into it now. Uh, legendary Milkers looking for a bounce back performance after dropping one to the Rebel Alliance, but they will not get an easy one this week. That is the Insulin Pens coming to town. Yeah. I think uh, Kyle Pitts is going to have his game, and I think Damian Pierce will have his breakout. He's in the flex spot this week. Whoa. Mike Evans. Uh, took it personally and defended Tom Brady. Yeah, I think these offenses could be comparable, but I think you've got a significant edge in the defensive department, so I'm going to go with the insulin pens. Yeah, that defense is going to is going to be a huge factor. If we can continue to see what we're seeing out of the pens defense thus far, I think that uh, puts him up by, you know, 20 points right there. 30 points, actually. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, give me the pens. Uh, all right. Next up, we have the Moneymakers. 2-0. Not necessarily looking all that great, though. But how about a nice little benchmark litmus test style game here against the Rebel Alliance. Also 2-0 and debuting 2 uh, former darlings of the team. Uh, I don't think Godwin is going to play this week. All right. Debuting <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, God, Godwin still hasn't practiced this week. So Love to hear that. It's going to be uh, Allen Robinson making his debut. All right. Still, that is a significant addition. Yeah. Um, you going to pick a winner? <laughs> I'm taking the scrappy team. I'm sticking with. I'm gonna go with Josh. I'm gonna. We're not gonna let this all be three O's. We're gonna. We're gonna break this one up. I think. Yeah, this is an interesting one with Josh making the moves he made, and um, and this will be a close one, I think. And a, a big man. I love to see this again. Josh, after Albert O's zero point performance, slides in his waiver wire ad, Jawan Johnson. (laughs) Can he whip up some magic out of the tight end spot? I would love to see it. A little nostalgia and would sort of bring us back. I don't know what his tight end was. He doing the tight end shit in 2018 too when he won the belt? I'm pretty sure. He was doing it for a while. So this could be if he if Juwan Johnson scores a touchdown this week, uh, I'm I'm worried because there's there might be the magic back and I'm gonna pick the Rebels to for an upset here with Juwan Johnson in the lineup. <laughs> the the preseason expectations would make you want to pick the money makers here, but that's not what we've seen through two weeks. Right now, the Rebels are outscoring the money makers right now and uh, 187.8 not bad so it's been a really good start and he just got a little bit better for this week and a lot better for the future so damn i'm gonna pick the rebels myself and that would be the first three and oh start in rebels history no sorry 
not since 2013 when he was a Pac-5 champion. So there you go. We're all we're coming webbacks. We're we're coming all the way full circle with some of these teams. And yes, that was a nice little jinx attempt. Um, all right. What do we got here? Oh, we got two games. See, I'm, I didn't make the mistake. I didn't make the mistake again. I was going to do it again. Uh, how about the Keel Pros? He's already sulking, even though he's one of the best teams in the league. But how about a nice little pick-me-up game against the Dynasty team? Yeah, hoping uh, to come back after that Mingo loss. Really want to hit that 200-point threshold, but I just want to win more than anything. So I'm going to take myself over Colin. I agree. Sorry, Colin. I think it's a pretty easy pick. <laughs> yeah, he tried to make it interesting against another Pac-5 contender last week, but I don't know how much juice this team has to, to match up with the Keel Pros this week, so I will take them as well. And that leaves... That leaves one game, and we can pencil this one in. The fearsome, dominant, unstoppable, unfathomable pirate crew facing off with Dirty Dave and the boys coming off of a performance that reminds us that he is one of the best teams in web. This is your 11 and 10 wibs from week two facing off in week three. Listen. Dave is going to walk into that locker room. He is going to sit those boys down. He's going to be, listen, guys, I cut Drew Brees. I cut Julian Edelman. This is a new-look team. We're going to go out there. We're going to play to our best ability, and we're going to lose by 20. (laughs) (laughs) Dan's going to win. Man, this is quite the matchup between these two offenses. Um... Alvin Kamara, questionable. He was limited on Wednesday. If he's back, that'd be huge. Uh, It'd be one of the big offensive showdowns of the year. And with how Dave's defense played last week, um, I think he could play spoiler here. We've been hyping up Dan a lot. I'm going to take Dirty Dave and the boys. Oh, shit. Quiet the talk of the Pirate crew going undefeated and being unstoppable. Listen. So I'm not I'm not picking against the pirate crew until somebody shows me that he can be toppled once in a while. But man, this is a this is a good one. Let's if Dirty Dave can pick this one up, man, that is going to be massive for not only his confidence, but it's pack five is pretty fucking hard and you don't want to lose too many of these big five games this year. This would be a really nice one to steal uh, after dropping that first one to Calvin. But I'm taking the Pirate Crew. And that's week three. So WebEx, baby, is not disappointing. The Pack 5 gets even scarier, even tougher. We had a live reaction by the way from dirty dave about the chris godwin trade uh the pr team from the boys there just sent out a simple statement what the fuck <laughs> so that's 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 what dirty dave thinks about the rebels getting a little better day today but uh yeah a lot of a lot of fun ahead uh moving you know into the this interconference schedule here but Man, I'm getting pumped up for that uh, that Pac-5 conference slate already. That's going to be mean, fun. Oh, it's going to be brutal all year. I am excited. 
We've got five teams playing for a Pac-5 championship. We've got eight teams vying for five playoff spots. Ugh, it's We're back. Be a season. <laughs> We're back. Parody and Webb. Love it. Oh, I hate it, though. It's moneymakers need to pick it up. But that's besides the point. All right. Uh, we will see you all again next week. And until that point, let's make it a great week. Love you.